a once-in-a-lifetime event, Hurricane Idalia. Experts predicting twin threats of high winds and storm surge flooding. The Big Bend of Florida on the Gulf Coast bracing. Last major hurricane to hit this area was in the 1950s. Hurricanes are hard to predict. My family and I weathered Hurricane Andrew in the 90s, but experts have begged people in the Big Bend of Florida to not take Adalia lightly. Even in Tampa, authorities are warning people to stay away from the water. Flooding is so likely. All of this, even as the western side, the Gulf side of Florida, is still trying to recover from Hurricane Ian. Some are asking, what's with these I-named storms? Well, I can't answer that question, but I do know there is power in the name of Jesus. In the storm, he slept, and that very storm he calmed with his words. Truly, the name above all names. Put your hope in Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series this week called War and Grace. And all week, we're looking at incredible yet true stories of God's grace, even in the midst of the horrors of a world war. Well, on this program, we're going to hear another incredible story of a Jewish girl who fled the Nazis, managed to escape, and then found Jesus. Stay with me to hear this story told to us by the late Don Stevens. But before we hear that story from the Netherlands, Let's go to Florida for a Hurricane Adalia update. Kate Brewington is part of the morning show team at Moody Radio Florida right now near the water in St. Petersburg. Kate, you've spent the night at the station before the hurricane hit, sleeping on a cot, I think. Welcome back to the program. Hey, Charles. Thanks for thinking of us right now. Kate, you've been a Christian broadcaster in Florida for many years, and you've been through many hurricanes. What advice are you offering your listeners facing this storm? Oh, right. Preparation is key. You get your yard ready by securing anything that moves. You secure your home, maybe by boarding up your windows. You get water, lots of non-perishable food. And don't forget, get enough of your medication for a couple of weeks and some cash, too. Because if the power goes down, and it probably will, you won't be able to put it on a card. Good advice, Kate. Well, I think it would be so important that we pray right now as this storm is going through Florida. Kate, you and I have been friends for 25 years, and you're nothing less than a prayer warrior. You mind leading us in prayer right now? Absolutely. And let me thank everyone praying for us. Dear Father, your word tells us you are my hiding place and my shield, and we need to remember that right now. Help us to remember your mercies, remember your faithfulness, and remember that no matter how big the storm seems, as it passes over us, you are bigger. Protect us, Father, and guide us. Protect our first responders and those already preparing to come in and help restore power and supplies. Help your people be the helpers, today and always. We ask it in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Kate Brewington with Moody Radio Florida. Thanks for ministering to all of us, as well as your listeners on this day, as Hurricane Hedalia rolls through your state. Thanks, Charles. Bye-bye. 
I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today, and in just a moment, I want you to hear a rescue story from World War II. And then after the program, I'd like to send you a book called War and Grace that's filled with 13 Christian biographies from the world wars of the last century. Believe me, once you start reading this book, you're not going to put it down. So check out our website after the program, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And while you're there, take a listen to the full-length interview I did with the late Louis Zamperini on our Great Stories podcast. His story is in this book, War and Grace. And you can call us if you want, make your gift to the ministry, and get a copy of the book after the program. Our number is 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And now let's open this program called War and Grace with a song by Shane and Shane. When I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter will fail, He will hold me fast. I could never keep my hold through life's fearful pain. For my love is often cold He must hold me
you will hold me fast. They're well known for that song, Shane and Shane, here on A Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. The series is War and Grace. That's the title, but it's also the name of a book that we're offering for you, reflecting on the lives of people who found the grace of Christ in the middle of a great war. Well, today we're going to learn about Ruth Dobshiner, a target of the Nazi regime, but she found a way. This clever young girl used her quick thinking and boldness to survive the Holocaust. Here's the late Don Stevens, who wrote the book War and Grace, talking about Ruth's story with his congregation in England. The 10th of May, 1940, 14-year-old Ruth Dobshiner, known as Hansi, to her family and friends, was wakened early. She drew back the bedroom curtains and at her Amsterdam home noticed that the sky was full of parachutists. German Nazi soldiers were descending literally out of the blue and within a few days neutral Holland was conquered. Now what was to follow in the next five years was bad enough for the ordinary Dutch people but for Hansi and the other Jewish people it was to make them victims of one of the greatest crimes in history. And then in February 1941, the secret police, the Gestapo, rounded up about 8,000 male Jews in Amsterdam, and Hansi's two brothers were among them. People say it's medically impossible, but Hansi insists that her mother went grey overnight and it wasn't long before the ashes of the two boys were returned to the family. Jews were disappearing daily. It was becoming a struggle to survive, and feeling the danger, Hansi thought she would be safe in the Jewish hospital. And so she had an unnecessary operation to take out her appendix, judging that her appendix was worth two weeks of safety. And soon after that, she was very pleased to catch scarlet fever because she was in bed six weeks and she had a sign put over the door saying that there was infectious illness. While she had the scarlet fever, she began to think about the very strict orthodox Jewish religion in which she was being brought up. It was so strict in, it was outward, in its outward ceremonies Thus, she felt God was not part of their everyday lives. God was not a reality, in spite of their strict Orthodox Jewish faith. Later, she came to say that it was at this time she became God-conscious for the first time in her life. And then on the 9th of April, 1943, by this time she's 17, the doorbell rang and German soldiers took her parents away. And for reasons which are unclear, they left Hansi alone in the house. Next day she looked through the window at a place where she worked over the street and she saw her parents being forced into a lorry. They were to be two of 30,000 Jews gassed in one day at Sobibor. Her own freedom was not to last for long. 
She was seized and taken by an army lorry to Amsterdam station. Here a goods train waited to be filled up with prisoners about to make the journey to death. About 50 people were pushed into each cattle truck like animals. There was no seating, no sanitation. Bundled into a truck, she noticed a baby covered in spots. And in a desperate attempt to save even one family, she used her fluent German and shouted out, Attention, attention, highly infectious family in this wagon. Hurry, hurry. And to her utmost astonishment, the soldiers opened the door. And she told them to keep their distance in case they wanted, unless they wanted scarlet fever. At first she was ordered to the waiting room. And then she was allowed to go back to the hospital. Here she was a nurse for a short time. But she said, how safe was she? It was as though the sword of Damocles was hanging over her head. And then one day, everybody under three months, who'd been in the hospital under three months, was taken away. So yet again, she found herself on Amsterdam station. On the train, Jews who were on the way to death wanted to know which ward she'd been working on in the hospital. Infectious diseases was the answer. So on the ground that they already had enough problems without infection, they urged her to get out and go onto the platform. Trembling at the reaction of the Nazi soldiers, she got out. She told a soldier who was pointing his rifle at her what had happened and asked to go back to the hospital. Have you any transport, she asked. Boldness was her friend. She was the only person to return to the hospital that day. Everybody else died. The matron sent Hansi out on district nursing. And while she was attending to a woman who had pneumonia, Every nurse, every doctor, and every patient was cleared out to the death camps. She only survived because of a so-called accident of circumstances. She was district nursing. But how long could this game of cat and mouse continue? Without looking for it, she was given the chance to go underground. A 33-year-old Dutch reformed pastor called Bastian Eder was using his home to shelter hunted people. At just 18, she was the youngest person he housed and protected. D-Day had been a success, and as they waited for the Allies to come, Hansi found a Bible in Pastor Ada's house. She was keeping up her strict Orthodox Jewish religion. But gradually, as she read into across from the last book of the Old Testament to the first book of the New Testament, she found that she could no more think of God the Father without visualizing Jesus Christ. She was to write this. Unconsciously, Christ had stolen his way into my life. Orders came for Bastian Ada's arrest. Hansi now had to escape 
27 addresses she had as the Dutch resistance moved her from place to place. And there in a safe attic, she broke off her task of peeling a bucket full of potatoes and knelt down and dedicated her life to her newfound Lord, Jesus Christ. It was an overwhelming spiritual experience of repentance and saving faith. This is Haven Today, and that was the late Pastor Don Stevens. He wrote this book called War and Grace, sharing about the life of Ruth Dobshiner, who was also known as Hansi. Soon after her conversion, meeting Jesus, she was set free in a different way, by American tanks. She was baptized, went on to marry a Scotsman and have twin daughters. Eventually, she wrote her memoirs in a best-selling book that she called Selected to Live. 117,000 Dutch Jews were murdered, and Hansi was one of the very few to survive. Selected to Live. It's a powerful story of grace and protection. Even in the midst of such brutal and inhumane terror, Hansi's story of survival is a glimmer of hope in the story of the Holocaust. So many did not experience the protection she was graced with. So many didn't make it. And even some who did make it, like Ellie Weissel, didn't come to faith in Christ on the other side. What do we do with that? We thank the Lord for those who did make it out. And we learn from their stories of how Christ sustained their faith even through the darkest of times. And we reflect on those who didn't make it. Some of them had faith. And we would never want to say their faith wasn't strong enough. Hansi wasn't saved because she had more or better faith than anyone else. We can't ever know why some survive and millions don't. But we also grieve the evil and suffering, and we continue to using our lives to love our neighbors. Well, the Nazi regime was so successful because so many citizens refused to stand up for fear of death. As we reflect on the grace that Hansi found, we can rejoice in the Lord with her. But we also are called to commit to a way of life that makes sure we will stand up for those who are abused and mistreated. Christ calls us out of darkness and into his marvelous light, as the book of Peter says. But it doesn't end there. He gives us new hearts and a new way of life, the way of his kingdom. We are saved and changed by Christ's grace and by the power of the Spirit You and I can live as he calls us to live. Christ's grace can sustain us in this call, just like he sustained so many in the midst of the horror of the Holocaust. It is faith in the coming kingdom that keeps us moving forward and that frees us to extend our love even now. Christ's love gives us all we need. Sometimes I'm strong, sometimes I'm Sometimes I fall in my wandering, but through it all, there's just one thing more precious than the air I breathe. Grace, amazing grace, unfailing grace that saves my. 
called War and Grace. That was Gateway Worship featuring Mark Harris and Grace That Won't Let Go. The story of Ruth Dobshiner was pretty powerful, wouldn't you say? It's always amazing to hear how people found a way to survive in the midst of such terror. When we see how the Lord changes lives, especially in difficult times, it changes us as well. And when you read War and Grace, short biographies from the world wars, I know you'll be greatly encouraged and even inspired. Not only does it have a more in-depth look at Hansi, but it also tells the inspiring story of 12 others, including Louis Zamperini. This book will remind you that the Lord is always at work, no matter how dark things get. Believe me, it's a real page turner that'll fill you with hope. Call us right now. Make your gift to this listener-supported ministry. And we'll send you War and Grace. Ask for it when you come to our website, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And when you're there, check out that full interview that I did several years ago with Louis Zamperini on our Great Stories podcast. Or make your gift by calling 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. 
And just as we go, if you'd like to know the backstories to some of the great hymns you love, we still have Then Sings My Soul, 150 of the world's greatest hymns stories for your gift to this ministry. I'm Charles Morris. Keep praying for Florida as that hurricane comes through. And come back with me tomorrow again when together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Many in our world believe that if you're wronged, you can return the favor. In their case, two wrongs make a right. But Christ presents us with a better way to live, one based not on vengeance, but on grace. In Luke 6, Jesus said, But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Rather than returning a wrong with another wrong, Jesus tells us to love, to do good to our enemies, even pray for them. These are the actions of people who know they've been given grace. Those who have been given grace should be the first to show grace to others. Grow in your walk with Christ. Visit GetAnchored.com.